2: know you have, you know that this is our most favorite place to hang out on a Saturday at 5 p.m.
1: Yes, yes, that's right. We really do love being here and sharing conversation with you guys
2: and our very
1: special guest.
2: Speaking of a special guest, we do have a very special guest for you guys, and we will welcome her to the show a little bit later on, so please, please stay tuned. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
1: Today we are discussing making love work under any and all circumstances. That's right, folks. You can make your love work. That is, if both parties want to.
2: That is right. Love will never work if it is not a mm-hmm. two-way deal or street, if you want to say, meaning that both parties have to want it, of course. And by saying that, we mean the commitment from the two people in Involved in the relationship has to be equal. It cannot be one-sided at all. That's
1: right, love. And we will share with you guys now a few examples of some conflicts that people have had in their own relationships and what they did or what you can do to correct them if you find them similar to stuff that you may be going through. And we're going to be sharing a lot of things. You can, can call. The call lines are lighting up. Thank you guys for joining us. You can call us at 347-215-8305 throughout the entire show. I know we didn't give you that number. Sorry about that, but we're giving it to you now, or you can go in the chat room throughout the show as well. And number one we have, here's an example of someone that had a conflict in their relationship, and we'll give you the solution immediately following. My girlfriend does not want me to hang out with my buddies anymore. As she said, now we should just hang out together but I still feel I need guide time, too. And we would say the solution is compromise, set out a plan, discuss together what a good day and time is for you to have your two hours of guide time, for an example, or however many hours it may be, and the rest of the week is you and hers. See how that works and then reassess if changes need to be made. Um, These are going to be examples, you know, that people run into in everyday relationships. So next we have...
2: He won't commit to marriage with me, and my patience is running thin. <laughs> now, this is one that we hear a lot, and for a solution, how about have a commitment ceremony? Just the two of you in your private room or home, and you guys will still have a beautiful commitment, uh, love will adhere, you can adhere to the vows of a marriage, just like a marriage, but without the marriage certificate. Besides, uh, this may turn him towards wanting the traditional marriage and the Mm -hmm. ceremony at the same time, but it's a good way to try things out and definitely have a commitment ceremony.
1: I would have to say that my husband said that wonderfully. That's exactly right. Sometimes people have cold feet when they're, you know, looking at committing to something as big as marriage. Because if you take marriage seriously, as we do and so many others do, you understand and you know that when you commit to that, that that's a holy vow that you're taking. And it takes a really strong and big person to uphold that. Everything's not going to be perfect at all times, but you know in your heart that, you know, I love this person, they love me, and we're working this out and we're living our lives as lifelong, you know, husbands, friends, wives lovers and all of the good things that come along with marriage on top of that it's a wonderful partnership and it also is a strong stability force for your children um, or upcoming children so definitely like my husband said you know it may even make them relax whether it be a male or a female in this situation number three we have my girlfriend cheated oh my goodness on me what do i do i just can't forgive her for destroying my trust and breaking our vow of monogamy the solution we say in this situation is become the very best of friends that you can and someday you guys may be able to work it out. Counseling is always another option but definitely 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 this is something that's very important and we want everyone to understand this is this is um, lived daily by so many and it's just it's unfair it's not good it's unsafe it's very dangerous nowadays with HIV and AIDS and all the different Diseases that's out there. Not to mention the emotional um, destruction that it causes. It, it's not that serious, folks. So anybody out there finding yourself in that three-way triangle and all of that, really look within yourself and assess: is it really worth it? Because it's just not that serious. There's so many other things in life to um, be concerned with, and you know, and and too many ways that you can value yourself and your body. For your body is your temple, and that goes for male and female. So definitely, you know, ask yourself those questions, but. I would say the solution is definitely just be the best friends that you can be because that is something that's un, you know, usually un um acceptable.
2: No question. My wife said mm-hmm. that very, very well from the standpoint of being friends if somebody is not ready to commit and mm-hmm. they are cheating, step away from the situation and let them find out what they want to do cuz you definitely definitely like my wife said have to protect yourself. No question. Number 4 My marriage is strong, but my wife's in-laws won't stay out and let us be. I am sick of their constant intrusions. Wow. This is a big one. The solution for this one definitely would be communicate. Communicate. This is the golden rule when families are involved in relationships and they are there uninvited. Tell your mate how you feel. Have Mm -hmm. a heart-to-heart. Definitely have a heart-to-heart. And ask... (laughs) That the uh, the parents, the in-laws understand your point of view. Together, set out a plan to remove any and all, I'll repeat that again, remove any and all unwanted intrusions in your relationship. This is so, so very vitally important because it's just the two of you and anybody else. Doesn't have any say so in your relationship because you have to love each other to keep your thing strong. And the, you started out saying, My marriage is strong, so that's a beautiful thing, and hopefully, hopefully, that works out.
1: Most definitely. When all else fails, everybody, seek counseling. This is another very productive and aggressive approach to save your bond. Counseling is the act of exchanging opinions and ideas, it is also meant to give advice or guidance, especially when solicited from a knowledgeable person and finally to set forth a plan of action. So don't fall for the stereotypical way that people look at counseling and if when and if you ever find yourself in a situation where you need it, make sure you seek it. It could mean saving your very special relationship.
2: That is right and here are some tips on keeping your love together.
1: Okay guys, ready? Make sure you guys communicate about every little thing. For it is all important stuff. Don't look at it and say, oh, that's small. I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to brush it under the rug or I'm not going to do it. Communicate, communicate is very important.
2: Number two, keep respect the number one priority at all times. All times. Make breaking
1: up not an option and you will live that way. You know, you are as you are. You know, they say if you believe it, you can be it. So if you say it's just not an option, you won't walk around. You know, throwing your relationship to the wind every time you get upset.
2: Now, we said for number four, we said communicate about every little thing. And number four is support each other in every little thing. You have to support each other.
1: Almost oh, definitely, you guys. Always make decisions together. This one is huge. You got to make decisions together. A person starts veering off and doing stuff on their own it can cause major problems so make sure that you are making decisions together i got an email uh... last night i guess and i read it this morning on our my space and the lady was just saying that she just feels her relationship has taken a turn for the worse because you know they've always done things together and now i guess her husband has decided to go to europe on his own with some of his guy friends out of the clear blue three years into their marriage and they didn't decide on that together, so she's really, really distraught about it and she didn't mind if I shared it. I'm sure she's listening and again, as I stated in the answer in the email, just, you know, sit down, have a heart to heart, communicate and, and get on common ground first and foremost. I don't, you know, dictate to people how to run their relationships, but I pray that it all works out and I, I would really love a follow up email and I, I hope it's a it's a um, good one. I hope I'm an inspiration as well. And thank you so much for your kind words about myself and my husband and our relationship.
2: No doubt. Number six, be faithful, honest, and committed. These three things are most important. All of these are important, but these three are at the top of the list and the glue for a strong and loving relationship.
1: Most definitely. And I want to reiterate, faithfulness is on the top of the list. Um, everything else you can pretty much work through, but if someone get, becomes unfaithful, that's un, that is unbearable, that is unacceptable, and that will break the vows and the bond. Honesty, very, very important. If you begin to hide and lie, the relationship is pretty much over then as well. Being committed. Commitment is something that is extremely important. My husband and I wrote a book, No Ordinary Love, A True Story of Marriage and Basketball. We also done a reality show titled Committed the Christies. All of that is very important to us. Some people may call it vain, but it's not. It's the way we live. It's, it's our lifestyle, and we definitely encourage others to be committed, be faithful, be honest. Those are very important that my husband just shared with you guys. Number seven, believe in your love and relationship and make it the very best that you can. Don't compare it to others it's very easy to watch a movie and see relationships or see people and start fantasizing about it and thinking, wow, I wonder what it would be like to be with that person. That's what movies are all about. That's what entertainment is, is to make you fantasize and make your mind, take your mind off of reality. But always know that your relationship is special, it's beautiful, it's big, it's huge. It's, it's all the things that you may think in your mind that others have that you don't. You do have it. So make it the best that you possibly can and just believe in your love. And number eight.
2: Number eight would be put each other first every single day, and that is a very big one. Every day that you wake up, put each other first, and uh, I, I truly believe, baby, love in uh, relationship, you make it the best that you can. On number seven, what you're saying is very, very That's big right. because it's yours and. Uh, If you are watching movies, watch them and enjoy them But uh, it is your relationship And make it the best Because it is yours truly
1: Most definitely And going back to them again, you guys Here we go Number one is make sure you guys communicate about every little thing For it is all important Number two is keep respect The number one priority at all times Number three, make make breaking up not an option And you will live that way Number four, support each other in everything Number five, always make decisions together. Number six, be faithful, honest, and committed. These three things are the most important. Number seven, believe in your love and in your relationship. Highly, highly important. And number eight, put each other first every single day. Um, Now, these are only a few of the things, okay, that will ensure you having a wonderful marriage or relationship. But listen to this. You can email us at www.myspace.com forward slash Jackie and Doug, infinite love, anytime. If you have any questions or you want to share your experiences, we would love to hear from you. Or www.sales@jackiechristie.com. You can reach us there as well. Again, Jackie Christie is our main headquarters of our company um, for Jackie Christie Inc., and we have an email there. Again, it's sales@jackiechristie.com. We'd love to hear from you. And guess what? They say beauty is only skin deep. But we tend to disagree. We feel beauty truly is in the eye of the beholder. And this week's beauty, lifestyle, and fashion tips are spring cleaning, folks. Yep, that's right. It's the time. It's that time again. You know it is. It's starting to get sunny outside, so pull out all your deep cleaning brooms and mops and the like and get going. Clear out all the overstuffed closets and dust, dust, dust. You have to dust that beautiful home of yours because the summer is coming fast, okay? It's approaching us very quickly, and we got to get it all done if we want to enjoy the beautiful weather and the summertime lifestyle.
2: Number two, stretching is a must, and this could be your physical Mm -hmm. spring cleaning, if you want to (laughs) say. To ward off the lower back soreness and any and all other muscle sorenesses and issues, you have to stretch. Just a little will do a great deal to relieve a lot of pain. Stretch, stretch, stretch if you can.
1: Oh, most definitely. Next we have walk before you run. Walking is a great exercise, and it burns all those unwanted calories as well. So if you're looking to lose weight but you are not ready to be a runner yet, try walking first and then move on to running once you build up your cardio strength.
2: That is correct. (laughs) Um, Number four, high-fashion yet comfortable shoes for the guys out there. If you have not tried these, give them a try. Wallaby Clarks, Lopers. Uh fellas, you need to go to a store and get yourself a pair. They are not only comfortable, but they are also very, very stylish. Uh, wallabies make a statement all their own. The gum sole is the ultimate in comfort, <laughs> and they come in so, so many colors. Try them, Wallaby Clarks. Oh,
1: most definitely, everybody. And we're going to jump right on into Hot Topics.
2: Yes, 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 Hot Topics. Well, number one, babe, I got for you, Sarah Palin's sister-in-law has been arrested. That is right. Alaska Governor Sarah Palin's sister-in-law is accused of breaking into the same home, not once
1: but twice
2: to steal money. Police in Wasilia, Alaska, say (laughs) Diana Palin, 35, faces two counts of felony burglary. (laughs) She is the half-sister of the governor's husband, Todd Palin. So uh, not once, but twice. So it must be good there.
1: Oh, my goodness. That's too bad. Hopefully everything works out in that situation. Next we have something really somber. A mother stabbed her child 100 times. (laughs) A woman who believed that she was being stalked by a cult has been charged with stabbing her 2-year-old daughter over 100 times with scissors. Her lawyer and police have said and can be heard yelling, die, die on a 911 call from a neighbor. Susan Johnson's screams can be heard on a 911 call made by the security guard who helped to subdue her in a laundry room at a Gardner apartment building on Wednesday night. And supposedly she thought she was being um, stalked by a colt, so she grabs the scissors and starts stabbing her daughter. She also wrapped an electrical cord around her neck and tried to choke her, and the little girl failed to die as fast as she wanted her to, so she was yelling and screaming to her, You must die. I have to kill you. You have to get out of my life. So it's really, really unfortunate. They said she wasn't taking her medication as she was supposed to, and the um, Child Protective Service had just met with her the day before at her home. They met with her and her daughter. So it was pretty surprising to find that you know, they okayed her enough to stay with the child and the little girl now is in critical condition in the hospital and has been placed in um the court's uh authority. So that means that she doesn't have authority over the child anymore and of course she's arrested and undergoing a psychiatric evaluation.
2: Wow, that Parable. is and crazy. Well, also, New York shooter angry over job loss. The <laughs> gunman who killed 13 people in a rampage at an immigrant community center and then committed suicide was wearing body armor, indicating he was prepared to battle with law enforcers. The Binghamton police chief said Saturday the gunman, 41 year old Jiver Lee Wong, had been taking classes. At the American Civic uh, Association, which helps immigrants assimilate, until last month, P- Police Chief Joseph Zakuski said Wong had a permit for the two guns he used. Most of the victims had multiple gunshot wounds. Um, wow. He also went by a different name, Jiverly mm-hmm. Wong and uh... a lot of people that were close to him say that um he was ethnically chinese but he was from vietnam and he was very very angrily at, at re really, uh... recently losing his job and he couldn't find work so his unemployment checks were only two hundred and he just kinda lost it babe and uh... moved from wow. california so it was really really unfortunate but Somebody else with the, the pressure of everything that's going on out there, we say just please, please think and breathe before you do something drastic, please. Oh my goodness, oh, most definitely. So, but, hey
1: everybody, you are joining us on Infinite Love Talk Radio. You know where that is one five eighty three zero five 8305 throughout the entire show. And with no further ado, we will welcome to the show Miss. Michaela Gordon from the world-famous TV show, American Idol. Are you with us, Michaela? Hello. Hi, how are you? I was so nervous. I'm like, do I say hello? Am I
0: on? I don't know what to do. Hi, guys. We're we're happy you're here. Thank you so much for letting me come. I'm so excited.
1: Oh, most definitely. Can we start with you telling everybody, because you know they want to know, how did you get on American Idol? What was that experience like?
0: you know what it was so crazy my story is pretty crazy um I had just turned 16 and I was a single mom and so we you know lived just real low budget and I had totaled my car and I'm like mommy don't even worry cause I'm going to go on American Idol now I'm going to go audition and I'm going to get us a new car don't even worry and she's like whatever Michaela you're ridiculous and I'm like I swear to God it's cool so I went to audition, and of course, obviously, too, I, I've always wanted to sing, and um, it was a really, it's its my biggest passion, but I also had to, like, you know, make my mom feel better about that life situation right there, that's so right. I went and kept, that's <laughs> yeah, true, because she wanted to beat me up so bad, Woo.
2: <laughs> so I,
0: um, I went to the audition, and uh, I never, ever, in a million years, expected to just keep on making it and um, keep on getting through, and so I think it was around the top 24 um because I was a minor my mom had to be with me and so um she got to be with me and every day I reminded her thank you very much I told so, kind of thing you know and um (laughs) and it was the most it was seriously the most the most amazing experience of my life I um went home at number 11 but um I was just one away from the tour so I didn't get to go on tour but um I mean, at 16, going from, like, biology class, dissecting frogs, to the number one show in America, <laughs> I think it, was, it was an that, easy transition.
3: <laughs>
2: that is what is happening. Now, what kind of tips, because you've been through this American Idol thing, so for those that are listening out there who are dreaming of making American Idol, are there any, like, little secrets or tips that you could say? Try to do this, because it might help you out a little bit.
0: You know what? The only tip, and I say this, all the time the only tip is do not go do not go on those message boards do not read any of the critiques that um come to you because you start to second guess yourself and you forget exactly who you were You, you don't stay true to yourself and then that's when you start messing yourself up so just go have fun remember why you're there you're not there for any other reason than to make your own dream come true
2: You know, and um, it doesn't matter what
0: anybody has to say. Obviously, you want to take the criticism for what it's worth, and you hear that from Simon, Paula, and Randy, and now Kara. But um, that's that's enough, you know. Just go have fun and stay true to yourself. That's it.
1: Oh my goodness. That is wonderful. Michaela, everybody ask Michaela Gordon from the world-famous TV show American Idol. She's taking your questions right now. Go ahead and email us. We'll try and get them all in. We only have her for a few minutes. You know she's really busy. Now, Michaela, you recently performed at Taboo Ultra Lounge in Vegas, right? Tell us more about that. I,
0: I did. Well, I'm from Vegas originally. And so, um, I grew up, you know, not on the strip, so I didn't under, understand the the Vegas experience. And so when I turned 21, um, Tabu said, you know, why don't you come? You'll have your birthday here and come and sing. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. You know, like, <laughs> I remember um, my girlfriends were with me. And girlfriends I've had since I, we were, like, you know, 10. And um, so they're like, why are you on this poster? You are not even right. I'm like, shut up and get inside. You know, like, <laughs> they don't even care. They're, like, so oblivious. They're like, just get up and sing. We don't care. So um, we got to go in and just, you know, being 21 and just seeing, like, Vegas nightlife. It was just, it was so cool and I got to be there with all my family and all my friends and, um, being able to sing. I mean, I love to sing anywhere, but it was such a surreal experience having grown up here and now truly walking in and having like, you know, little posters that have my face with, um, with my name and, I'm like, is that, re- hey, hi, can I take this home, is that weird if I feel it, like, can I take
1: that, but, um, oh my God, that is just, fantastic, congratulations too on your next huge accomplishment on being the new host, everybody, she's going to be the new host of the new Top 40 radio show called The House Party, tell us about yes, ma-
0: that, I, you know what, this is crazy, I'm oh going to actually God. need to get some tips from you guys, because I don't know if I know how to do that, I, um. I hosted American Idol Extra, and I corresponded for the Pira Bank Show, but never in a million years did I think I'd have the opportunity to host my own radio talk show, so um wow. when the opportunity came, of course, I like pounced on it, but um you know, it's always a dream for any like singer to have yeah. your own radio talk show because you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to play the crap out of my own music. Like, yeah. sorry. <laughs> and you're requesting Michaela. And Michaela's right. number one. Hit. And, oh, my God, you want Michaela again. You know? <laughs> yeah. But um, just the opportunity to, yeah. to talk to other artists and, um, you know, get to play the songs that we love to hear every day that I have, you know, on my iPod that now I get to, like, run things. I'm really nervous. I have to be honest. I am kind of nervous because I don't really – know too much of what to expect but it's going to mm-hmm. be so fu- it's going to be a house party Hello,
1: That's, oh it's going to be everybody <laughs> check it out when's it coming out Michaela?
0: um it starts airing um in mid-april i don't have okay. the exact date for it but um okay. if you just go to my myspace which is myspace.com slash Michaela a gordon okay. everything is um everything's right there and it it says where to tune in to and um the exact dates of the show and Again, it's house party with Michaela Gordon. It sounds weird saying it. I'm not gonna lie; <laughs> kind of excited.
2: Fantastic! <laughs> That's awesome. No yes, question. Check it out. The house party. Now, you recently performed with idol performers in South mm-hmm. Carolina, Boca Raton, Florida, and now you're also going to be uh, in Virginia and a lot of other places. Mm-hmm. How was that? Being able to perform with everybody.
0: Oh my God! It's the <laughs> so cool. It really is the coolest experience because you get to meet people who you saw on T V and one thing about everybody who's been on the show, there's a certain bond that you don't have with just, you know, any anybody else. I mean, there's a lot of things that you experience that the others have experienced too and you're like, Oh my God, yeah, what was that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's (laughs) too you You know, and we're all one thing is if you don't win American Idol and and you don't run run like hell with that fifteen minutes of fame, fame kinda comes first and then you pay your dues after. So it's kind of a weird you know, it's kind of like a weird journey to have to walk down, and um, so I just have so much respect for everybody. Trenice, um, who was from season two, and Ricky Smith from season two, um, I perform with a lot, and they're just—I mean—they're incredible. And to just here that everyone's still hustling and still trying to to make their music, and um, you just—you gain so much, so much respect. And because I'm only 21, and they're really seasoned now, you know—they're 28, 29. They're like, no, Michaela, this is what you need to do. No, 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 do this. No, don't walk across it. No, don't bring that little kid on the
1: stage. I'm like, okay, sorry, my bad. <laughs> so it's, oh, been, it's like
0: a little family, you
1: know. Wow, that's awesome. Now, you're working on your new album as well. Yes, ma'am.
0: I, well, I wanted to wait
1: until I knew exactly what kind of genre I
0: wanted to do and what kind of sound I really wanted to make um, my own, so I didn't come right out with music, I just did a lot of TV, and a lot of hosting, and now finally I'm back into the studio, and, um, you know, I'm really, I've been listening a lot to, like, you know, John Legend, or, um, you know, Robin Sick and I, I love that vibe, but I also really love, you know, Guns N' Roses, and ACDC, mm-hmm. so to intertwine those two is kind of the sound that I'm going for now, and, um, I'm just really excited. I'm just so grateful. I'm so excited. I feel like I have experiences now to actually be able to write my own songs. I'm sorry, that's my ridiculous dog. And oh, no, that's okay.
1: What kind of dog is it? Everybody.
0: She Everybody Okay, she was voted the ugliest <laughs> dog in America. She's the oh Chinese Crescent, the dog with no hair.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
0: <fun. laughs> but here's why she is so oh. ugly that she's so cute because I'm allergic <laughs> to dogs. So I'm like, but I really wish I could have one. So I got a Chinese prep in, and she's but she's naked with a little hair on the top of her head, so we put it into a little mohawk. And she's so funny, she's so cute, she's like <laughs> ridiculous right now. I don't really know how to respond to the
2: whole barking that, that, of it all. That's the dog that just shivers a lot because they're cold, cold, so they cold. All they don't the time, have any yeah, hair. she's
0: just, yeah, she's cold all the time, so we have to buy her sweaters. My mom, <laughs> it's ridiculous.
2: We'll go to the store,
0: and my mom. We'll go on like shopping sprees for her. I'm like, I'm your kid. I'm the one that you should like take care of. She's like, No, 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 it's fine. It's fine.
1: Everybody, this is Michaela Gordon from the world famous TV show Everybody Knows About American Idol. This is the lovely Miss Michaela. If you got questions, send them in. Someone wants to know, do you have a boyfriend, Michaela? I'm sorry.
0: Oh, well, I am unfortunately able to say no. We just broke Uh-oh. up. But, um,. <laughs> But you know he's—I mean—he's a nice kid. But no, I'm newly single. So if anybody you know is digging wow. me, just stop calling.
1: Oh. See everybody, you should go to her MySpace and email and send a picture of yourself <laughs> to friends. myspace.com. Michaela.
0: You no, just be like 23 to like 27. <laughs> you know, it's a good age. That's you hear, hear top that? Top 23, and 23, don't live with your mom.
1: <laughs> you know, it's
0: fine. I don't really have too high of expectations. Just, you
1: know, wow. Do you have well. <laughs> any new projects out, Michaela, that you want to share? Well, we're
0: just actually – I had um, gone on Gone Country 3, which is a show on CMT. Um, in November is when it aired. And so through that production company, I've gotten my own development deal with Renegade Productions oh. for my own reality show. And, um, you know, it like finally making the album. And so um, – yeah, we've just been working hard on the pilot with that, and now this radio talk show and just um, trying to just get everything in order and being 21. Wow. So it's oh, been, been good.
1: You've got That's some great
2: it. stuff going on, doesn't it? Yeah, so the the country show that you went on, is that where you have to compete and sing country music at the same time?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. You go
0: on. They take, like, seven mm-hmm. celebrities. Like, there was um, – there was Lorenzo Lamas and Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC and Sean Young. Some are singers, some aren't, and who know nothing about country music. I mean, I'm Italian and Jewish, <laughs> so it made, like, no sense whatsoever. But
2: I, we go on, and
0: you, um, for two weeks you learn, like, the country lifestyle, and John Rich, John Rich hosts the show, and he takes us around everywhere and teaches us, you know, everything there is to know about country music. And then at the end you write your own country song and you perform it, and um, whoever wins it's to, to play it on the country radio stations. And um, Sebastian Bach actually won from Skid Row, and he was, like, incredible. He was just so cool. Um, but, yeah, it was a dope experience, and I got to drive in a demolition derby. And being the terrible driver that I am, I did really well. So <laughs> that was good. Demolition, <laughs> and,
2: that, that sounds country. Did they have a pie-throwing contest? They
0: did not, no, but we did have to chase a lot of pigs.
2: Oh, my God. Um, We did have
0: to go to the farm at once, and I'm like, this is not even right. Like, just give me the bacon. I don't really care about the pig, but (laughs) we had to, like, run around, and it was fun.
1: (laughs) Wow. Well, well, thank you, Michaela. We could talk to you all day. You are a blast. Where can people reach you and, you know, find out more about your projects? What's your MySpace?
0: Oh, it's um, myspace.com slash
1: Michaela M-I-K-A-L-A-H.
0: A gordon G O R G O N and you just go on there and um i check it my best friend helps upload the pictures and stuff because i really don't know how to work the computer that well but i always go on and blog and um just check it out and, um or you can just go to MichaelaGordon.com and that's the website and everything that you want to know is right up there and when the show starts and um when everything is in order getting getting together
1: that is awesome. We want to have you back for sure. I know you're going to do great on your radio show. We're going to be tuning in, and we're going to call and play with you on there, huh, honey?
2: There you go. There is <laughs> going to be please, a party.
1: Please, please, please will you come and I'll interview, I'll interview you, and then you'll give me a bunch of tips because I really don't know what to do, and it sounds like Have fun, have doing. fun. <laughs> sure. we're going to have a blast, everybody. You guys were listening to Michaela Gordon. Thank you, Michaela, for joining thank us. Thank
0: you guys so much. No, thank you so much, and happy spring. Spring just started, so have a good spring. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you. You're
0: welcome. Thank you, guys. Okay, bye.
1: bye. Everybody, again, that was Michaela Gordon. You can reach her at michaela-gordon.org or go to her MySpace. And we're going to jump right on down into love and romance.
2: No question, when a man loves a woman, there is not much he won't do for her. But when a woman loves her man, she cherishes him, and her love runs ultra
1: that's right and when two people share their lives together and I want everybody to understand I am hoarse I'm sick and we went on a trip and then we had a big event here and so I haven't really rested that much so sorry if I sound a little hoarse but it is Jackie it is authentically me because people are going what's wrong with your voice so I wanted to take this time to tell you that but anyway when two people share their lives together and care for each other and respect each other No doubt, love and lust each other, well, you know, the sky's the limit on how far they can take their relationship. Today we want to share with you guys a set of points and quotes we especially for you guys listening. Pleasure.
2: Now this first one, this comes from EAP, and I will tell you, Romance, who loves to nod and sing with drowsy head and folded wing among the green leaves as they shake far down within some shadowy lake to me a painted peril hath been most familiar bird taught me my alphabet to say to lisp my very earliest word while in the wild wood i did lie a child with a most knowing eye of late eternal condor years so shake the very heaven on high with tumult As they thunder by, I have no time for idle cares Through gazing on the unquiet sky And when an hour with calmer wings It's down upon my spirit flings That little time with lyre and rhyme To while away forbidden things My heart would feel to be a crime Unless it trembled with the strings That is by Edgar Allan Poe. Wow. And
1: guess what, everyone? I'm going to be a little bit
2: different. You ready?
1: Okay. The sky was dark, the moon was high, and all alone, just her and I. Her hair so soft, her eyes so blue, knew just what she wanted to do. Her skin so soft, her legs so fine, I ran my fingers down her spine. This should have been your point, baby. I, I didn't know how, but I tried my best to place my hand upon her breast. I remember my fear, my fast-beaten heart, but slowly she spread her legs apart. And then she did. I felt that When she did, I felt no shame as all at once the white stuff came. At last it was finished. It's all over now. And guess what, folks? It was my first time milking a cow. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to share good. that with you. We thought, you know, we put a little humor in there because everybody was like, oh, your guys' boys are so romantic and... We, we thought we would share that with you guys.
2: Well, I have a quote for mm-hmm. you also, and it is from Mother Teresa. I have found the paradox that if you love until it hurts, there can be no more hurt, only love. That's right,
1: and here we go. Here's another one. A woman knows the face of her man that she loves as a sailor knows the open sea, and that's by Honoré D. Balzac.
2: That? You know what that means, right, honey? Yeah. Mother well, Teresa. Face, they, and I. they say it the best, no question. And now it is that time, and today we're gonna bring in the Whizzle. But Whizzle, I, I know you're there, and everybody knows what we're gonna talk about today. I don't think they have. To tell you it is the final. Destination Detroit, the first semifinal game, Michigan State versus Connecticut. I stopped about halfway through the second half. What did we have? You know what?
3: I haven't had an opportunity to watch it. I was actually at my sixth graders game. I'm there you go.
2: Michi- for me Michigan State v. Connecticut. That was the first semifinal. Then we got Villanova versus North Carolina. Now, each of those teams, I, I truly think any of these four that win are, are justified. From Michigan State, obviously they got the home court advantage, rebounding, defense. Uh, they got the guard Lucas, big man Sutton. You look at Connecticut, I'd say they have the best combo of defense, offense, ball handling, and rebounding. And the game changer, of course, is forward Stanley Roberts. Villanova, they are playing the best right now. Their path included UCLA, Duke, and Pitt. North Carolina, all underclassmen came back because they are truly properly motivated. Ty Lawson, Tyler Hansbrough. this is a Final Four of all Final Fours. Wizzle, what are you looking at in our second game, Villanova versus North Carolina? You know, I
3: was really, really impressed with Villanova's guards. Uh, they play, a, obviously, a tremendous level of intensity on defense. Um, I really think they got a great shot, and obviously every team right now does. Uh, but I just think that they have a good shot. Everybody makes a, a lot of commotion about Ty Lawson. I'm not taking anything away from him. But I just think that every team is, is, is really beatable right now, and Villanova really attacks it the right way. I mean, if you don't have the best personnel, you got to play at a high level, and they definitely do that
2: no question about it. I, I, I truly think that of all of these teams, Villanova is clicking on the highest level as we speak. Uh, it, I'm looking here, and it says that the, the Sparty Party train rolls. It looks like uh, Michigan State has done it. Uh, I haven't seen uh, for sure yet, so this will be interesting to see if that is actually true, because that was uh, one heck of a game. And I was was watching, and to be honest, Michigan State, they play such good basketball from the standpoint that they rebound the ball. They're very physical. And when they're hitting outside shots, they are almost not unstoppable, but they are right there. So uh, let's say Michigan State pulls it out and who you got winning the second game, and, and give us a prediction.
3: Wow, it's going to be a tough one, but you know what? I, got a, I think I'm going to go with Villanova. I know that it's probably not the proper pick, and it seems like that's been the way of things if you look at my bracket. Uh, but right now, I just really like the way they play. Uh, everybody's scrappy. There's a lot of upsets right now, and this would be the perfect time to pull a big one off. So uh, I'm going to go with Villanova.
2: Villanova, I would say that they are playing the best, and you can't go wrong with that. When I said that uh, whoever won the Louisville-Michigan State game was going to win it all, so I'm going to stay with uh, the Spartans, and hopefully hopefully they uh, pulled it out and make me look good. Now, Penn State... Uh staying in college basketball holds off Baylor for the n i t final and uh eighty two year old Joe Paterno was leading the cheers a Penn State team that uh both either one of those teams could have made it in the tournament and probably made some noise so hats off to Penn State. Now, Wizzle, we we got to go on the lady side of things. The women's Final Four, UConn versus Stanford, that will be Sunday, uh, ESPN, nine thirty Eastern, and Louisville, Oklahoma, that is Sunday at seven o'clock Eastern. Oklahoma Center, uh, Courtney Paris was quoted as saying, "If they did not win, she would return her scholarship and uh, pay for about sixty-four thousand dollars worth of scholarship funds." Now, UConn, Stanford, Louisville, Oklahoma—what what do you see here? Who do you got winning it all?
3: I like UConn and Oklahoma, and I like Oklahoma. It sounds like a surpriser. I like Oklahoma to to put a a, a blemish on a on a pretty perfect record, a stellar record that UConn has put up this year. I really like the way that they scrap and they attack. And uh, it's going to be interesting, obviously. We're talking about, again, the final four teams, and anyone can win. Uh, And all the matchups are intriguing, but I just think that when it comes down to it, I think Oklahoma plays a a scrappy brand of ball, and I think it's the type of ball uh, that you need to win it all. So I'm going to go Oklahoma.
2: Well, tuning in to that final, it will be Tuesday, eight thirty Eastern Time on ESPN. I'm gonna say that uh, UConn is destined, and I'm gonna go with those Huskies. And I agree, they are gonna face those Oklahoma Saints sooner. So check that one out, everybody. Now. Mr. Calipari leaves Memphis in a big husk. They are now searching for a head coach and an identity for a team that he has led into national national uh, popularity. He goes to Kentucky for eight years, $31.65 million, and uh, some NCAA people whistle are up in arms because they are saying that this is not in line with academic uh, with the academic community's values. But uh, I truly say, business is business. As Tubby Smith was quoted, he says, "These salaries are products of the free market, of course." And what do you think about a school that has large money being able to go into the backyard of maybe a school that doesn't have as much money, and you know, kind of bribe that coach out of there to come to their new school?
3: Well, hey, like you said, business is business, and um, hey, let's not stop there. We should also include the. First and foremost, the players. The players are a huge part of that business too, and uh, it seems like they always get the short end of the stick. And we were both once players, and I think that the players should be compensated just like the coaches. If you can afford to pay a coach that type of money, talking about the four or five million dollar, six million dollar range a year, I mean you can't. You can give a guy a hundred, two hundred dollars every game. So I don't. You know, hey, it's a big business. Business generates. Uh, a big business and so uh, you, you, you're dealing with people who can uh, provide good things and a good service that's that's the type of things that go down so hey, I applaud him for, for being honest and being like hey Kentucky is a place where you gotta go and you, who wouldn't want to be uh, take control of a of a program like Kentucky and, uh, and, and he's the type of guy to do it and so why not he can bring players he's obviously a great recruiter and I think he'll do a good job
2: No question. Well, I predict that Kentucky will be national champion within the next four to five years with Calipari at the helm. Now, when you talk about the players, this is something I I totally agree with you. I think that NCAA always stiffs the players because they are student-athletes, obviously, first and foremost, but the institutions are making so, so much money. Do you believe that if a guy like Calipari leaves, should he be able to take players if they want to go? And if a player signs a letter of intent and the coach leaves, should he be able to leave also?
3: I believe that it works both ways. If a coach can, can walk, I think the player can definitely uh, back out of his contract. I know that you, you know, if you signed one with the university uh, stating that you would be a student athlete for X amount of about a years or what have you. But uh, the the coach goes through the same deal, and he's we're talking about an uh, employment and, and, and an employee, and you're just a, you are know, you're merely a student. So yes, I do believe that you do have the right to back out if the coach leaves on you. I mean, obviously that was a huge part of the recruiting process for a coach to be in your home, talking to your family, and and promising you things, and just leave believe you, I think that uh,
2: you, you can't abandon. No question. Well. Keeping it in basketball because we're going to go college, high school, and NBA. Now, high school has uh, a tournament this weekend, and it's being held at Hey, George Fox, we're just Fred. living our life,
3: right?
2: And it is being uh, dubbed as the national championship in high school basketball, because they have some absolute powerhouses uh, mm-hmm. they playing. Now, do you think that this might lead to a national championship in high school basketball? And if so, maybe you're looking at something like the state championship, state champion from every state gets put in a bracket and competes and we get a national champion out of that, or is that region for high school? Uh,
3: I, I don't see why not. I believe that in- that the coaches and, and the, the players would definitely like to that challenge. I mean, uh, obviously you take the state winners from each state and or maybe the top two teams from each state, however you would do it, and then you, you finally go through brackets and break it down, and I think you can come up with something that's pretty interesting. And always it's is great for sport to give an incentive to win, and, and, and the incentive in winning, the, the, the byproduct of that is, the game being being vaulted to new heights. And so that's one of the great things. I think anything that's going to help the game and, and get kids to focus on playing harder and, and being more serious and taking better care of themselves so that they can, you know, uh, take advantage of their talents, I think I'm all for it.
2: No question about it. I think that uh, if you're able to go out and see other uh, uh, other players that you might not see on a day-to-day is really going to elevate the game because if you're not able to go to these tournaments and you don't get invited to these camps, you're not able to see mm-hmm. some of the best players in the nation. So uh, high school people out there, maybe we need a national championship for high school. Now, in the NBA, with about seven to eight games remaining, first we're going to tackle the Eastern Conference, and uh, the playoffs started today you got Cleveland uh, versus Chicago. I'm taking Cleveland in that one. Who do you got, Whistle? i got to go with Cleveland. Boston versus Detroit. Now, this is a question mark because Detroit obviously isn't playing good basketball. and Iverson is uh, saying the bench versus retirement. But you're looking at a playoff-savvy team. Kevin Garnett is a little bit hindered. Uh, I'm leaning towards Boston, but this could be an interesting series. Who do you got here?
3: I think it could be interesting, but I think uh, – uh, the confidence level says Boston. I don't think there's no way they come out of that empty-handed.
2: I, I have to agree with you. Now Orlando would be playing Miami for the Battle of Florida, and I got a question mark here because Orlando is not battle-tested, and Miami, when you got a Dwayne Wave MVP candidate, uh, just playing out of his mind right now in a in a series. If you can't stop him, anything could happen. But I'm still leaning towards Orlando. Who do you take?
3: You know what, that's a big one, too, and uh, we're talking about, see, Dwayne Wade is a different type of player. He's not Kobe, he's not LeBron, obviously. He's the type of guy you don't bet against, and, and that would be an ultra, ultra scary matchup. Anybody, I I've, I've really honestly believe is facing Dwayne Wade on a night-in, night-out basis, because we're talking about a guy who, who gets the ref's calls, he's going to the line about 20 times, and he can pretty much put up about 40 to 50 points a game, and uh, it gets everybody else going. I think it could be huge. So uh, Miami is real dangerous. I'd have to say Miami.
2: There you go. Now, uh, last but not least, we got Atlanta and Philly in the 4 5 matchup. And uh, I got Philly in a shocker here. Atlanta's not playing particularly, particularly well. I think they might have lived a little bit off of last year. And I'm going to take Philly here. Who do you got?
3: I could see Philly sneaking that one out, too. I don't think Philly gets enough credit. It's not that they're. Uh, a bad team, I just don't think that people give Andre Miller uh, enough credit as far as the type of point guard uh, uh, role that he does for his team and, and pretty much that he's done all throughout his career. Um, I think they've got a solid team. They've got a lot of guys who are a, a long, lanky, and they, they really play. Uh, they elevate above the rim, and they, they play the right way, and they scrap. So I, I can I can see that, and I, I'd go with Philly with that one.
2: No question. Well, that would be the first round. Western Conference, obviously, you got the Lakers number one, and looks like the Suns are out of it. So the Lakers will be facing Dallas, and uh, I don't think Dallas stands a chance. I'm going with L.A. Who do you got?
3: Got to go with L.A.
2: I agree. Denver, the number two seed, would be facing the Utah Jazz. And to be honest with you, I- I'm looking at Utah in upsetting Denver. Denver just, they. There's something about them. They they got a good team. They got good players, but uh, Utah playoff savvy guys coming back off injury, and I think Utah could get this one.
3: And I agree with you. I think they're a little bit tougher at home, and uh, they just play the right way. I think that Jerry Sloan holds his guys accountable uh, to play it the right way and to play at the right level, and I think they really compete for minutes out there. So I got to go
2: with the Jazz. I agree. Now, in the best uh, matchup in the Western Conference right now, it would be San Antonio versus Portland, and if San Antonio doesn't play really, really good ball, I really believe that Portland could beat them. It's going to be a a really good matchup, but I would have to lean towards Portland. Who do you got in that matchup?
3: You know what, I could see why you would do that. Uh, You know, obviously, I think that the the veterans that they have, the system, we're talking about the same type of deal that Utah has uh, that they have with Popovich and I I'd have to go with San Antonio I, I I agree with you completely I don't think a lot of people know about the Blazers uh, Mr. Aldridge is a complete nut he's down there doing his thing they're just waiting for Greg Oden to come along and even if he comes off the bench uh, as he does or whatever they do because they have uh, Joe Prisbilla and a lot of people don't know about him but hey, he's a pretty good big man too so uh, they got a lot of guys who are long lengthy Athletic and Brandon Roy, it's really, really got a lot of court savvy. Well-coached team, defense first. It's a dangerous club, but uh, I got to go with a little bit of experience in this one. I think that Popovich uh, could get a little bit of more respect out of this one from the refs.
2: Yes. Now, uh, last but not least, the 4-5 faces home court advantage with the Houston Rockets and New Orleans Hornets. And uh, I don't think Houston has enough. I'm going to go with New Orleans here. Who do you got?
3: Uh, I don't think that anybody can stop Chris Paul. Uh, They play at a high level, and I just think uh, Houston is just discovering who they are as a team and who they can become. So I'm going to go with uh, uh, Chris Paul on this one and this Hornets because uh, they've got more of a purpose.
2: No question, people. Well, you heard it here. We went from high school, college to professional. Uh, uh, A uh, playoff preview, we will get more into that next week and as the week comes because the NBA is getting ready for those playoffs. Wizzle, as always, we appreciate your insight into the world of sports, basketball, and everything else. Until next week, same time, same place.
3: Turkey dog on a stick dipped in jiffy. You got a corn dog. I am out.
1: Everybody, that was sports, and that segment was with my husband, the lovely Mr. Doug Christie, and the Wizzle. That is the person that joins us every week right here on Saturday at 5 p.m. on Infinite Love Talk Radio. We talked to Michaela Gordon earlier from American Idol, and she's fabulous. Remember her project she's got going on? She's going to be hosting a Top 40 radio show here pretty quick starting in sometime in april check back with us and we'll keep you updated on that just a lovely girl we talked about making love last on the show today next week we got a great show planned for you so check back during the week and we'll post all the next upcoming shows we're going to have fabulous guests throughout the rest of this month of april and throughout the months coming in 2009 you never know who we're going to have so make sure you're checking back with us Again, we thank you, we enjoy you, we appreciate you, and until next time, take care, our friends. Peace. Respect. Thank you. Thank you.
4: Thank you. Yo, know, they said they said they said this day would never come.
2: is all all mine and we might see our way
4: divided us for too long, when we rallied people of all parties and ages to a common cause, when we finally gave Americans who never participated in politics a reason to stand up and to do so. Hope, hope is what led me here today, with a father from Kenya, a mother from Kansas, and a story that could only happen in the United States of America. that our destiny will not be written for us, but by us, by all those men and women who are not content to settle for the world as it is, who have the courage to remake the world as it should be. We are the United States of America, and in this moment, in this election, we are ready to believe again.